Warning, The Enon Project is a podcast hosted by a silly man with opinions ranging from uninformed to intentionally ridiculous. As such, if you hear something you don't like, please keep in mind that Ian is a self-aware idiot and hopes only to entertain. He usually has no idea what he is rambling about. Enjoy. And we're back from our short break. <laughs> um, here we are. It's been two years. Two very long, very strange years. And I'm back doing this podcast. Uh, many times over these years I've wanted to come back. And for one reason or another, haven't been, haven't felt up to it. Oh, I'm getting, getting texts here. Okay, turn that off so that we don't do that. That's a good way to get started. So, as you can see, we haven't learned anything. Uh, <laughs> haven't improved our professionalism. But, uh, yeah. Wow, I'm just going to sit back and just relax here and talk. I hope that's loud enough. Um, probably a little better if I'm further away. Oh, man. What ha- where, what, have we, what has happened so when last I spoke on the Enon Project, apparently, I was talking to Ed Bodenhammer, a good friend of mine. This was two years ago. <laughs> oh, man. So much has changed. Well, where were we then and where are we now? Well, last, last time we talked, I was working in Memphis, Tennessee for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. And that was November of what 2016 now last I talked was October of 2016 so shortly thereafter as I think I I'm sure I mentioned on the podcast I, I went and did had a ACL surgery which was challenging um, I, I got my ACL repaired by the uh, team doctor for the Grizzlies who handles all kind of you know, joint injuries like that, knees and elbows. And he's a he's a leading guy in that field. I mean, literally is one of the people who wrote the book on these things. And you know, the while 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 he did a great job and everything, it was still a very difficult thing. Um the the surgery um left me kinda laid up in bed for two weeks. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't feel too well. Um, something else that actually happened during that time that I hadn't, hadn't talked about on the podcast, part because I didn't want to jinx it and part just out of professionalism was I actually had a job offer, um, with a different NBA team and was the, the day after my surgery, I'm laying in bed, I'm on all this medication and they called and said that they were taking the offer back and giving it to someone else that they didn't think they were going to get, which even two years later is kind of difficult, kind of difficult to, to talk about. But on the plus side, things have gone brilliantly from a uh, job perspective here for the last two years. Uh, I'm no longer with the Memphis Grizzlies, um, but in January of this year, 2018, I accepted a job 
with the University of Notre Dame, uh, the Fighting Irish. And I am, you are listening to this podcast I'm recording here in South Bend, Indiana, which is a place I never thought I would be. And I got to tell you, it's, it's been a fabulous 10 months. Um, nothing short of spectacular. I mean, it's not perfect as, as, as you know, nothing is perfect. But from a workplace standpoint, you know, my boss is great. You know, the people I work with are generally pretty awesome. Um, I'm getting to do a lot of different things that I'm sure I'll talk about in future episodes of the podcast. But uh, I, I'm doing digital asset. My, my title here is digital asset. Wait. Digital Media Asset Program Manager. That's a mouthful. I couldn't even remember it the first time. But, um, yeah, so I'm handling, you know, not just video assets, but photos and PDFs and you name it. I'm handling all these files for the University of Notre Dame, and we're trying to organize them in a software called CatDV that a lot of people use in the sports world to organize footage. And we're trying to use it to organize an entire university. Um, none the least of which is made up of the sports um, media group called Fighting Irish Media. So it's a big deal. It's a big job. You know, I'm, I'm excited about the prospects and where this job could take me. And it's already taken me to both coasts. I've been to New York City and Los Angeles and Nashville and uh, a couple of other places, Chicago, of course, on trips to uh, to go to conferences and trainings and meetings and and it's 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 just pretty cool it's a good opportunity and uh, as much as I did love the Grizzlies and I actually just went down on Wednesday to watch the Grizzlies open their season against the Indiana Pacers which the game wasn't very good but it was great to see a whole bunch of people that I worked with and and uh, got to spend time with them and say hello and yeah you know as much as I loved being being a part of that Grizzlies organization for many years. It was good to move on, and and uh, now here we are in South Bend. So it's it's been an interesting road. Um, obviously, I'm sure. Gosh, there's been many stories. Many wonderful people have come to visit me. I wish I'd have been doing podcasts so I could have talked to them and um, had some recorded conversations, which are always cool to listen to later. But. Well, we're going to start from now, and we're going to move forward. And where we are now, uh, kind of our first topic, uh, unless you count me rambling about where I've been for a long time, i got to tell you guys, ACL surgery is no joke. The, the recovery from that, uh, I mean, yeah. That, take my word, you don't want to blow out your knee. It is just... It's super hard, man. It's super hard. You, you laid up in bed, and then when you finally... My leg literally shrunk from disuse. Lit, like, I honest to God lost noticeable muscle tone. Like, not just muscle tone, but muscle. Like, it was smaller uh, from laying in a bed for a couple of weeks and not being able to do anything. Um, really, several weeks. It was just... Ooh, it's creepy little tiny leg. It's not. It's not good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I got over that. I wish I'd have come right back and start, kept doing the podcast, but life gets in the way. I'm going to do my best to keep this one going. Um, we're hitting the winter here in South Bend, so I ought to have a lot of time indoors with not a lot to do. Um, 
most of life is much the same it was two years ago. I'm uh, I kind of work a lot, maybe a little too much, but I try to do I try to, you know, take time here and there. I'm uh, really excited to have my family coming for Thanksgiving. I get a full Thanksgiving break, three days, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I get a full week off for Christmas. Thank you, working at a Catholic school, uh, which will be great. Get to go home uh, down to Georgia, so I'm really excited about that. And, yeah, you know, this is... um. I'm going to try to do my best with this one. We'll see how long I last. I've already rambled for like eight minutes, so... Apparently, talking is not the problem. You know, I got this old computer. I might have to figure something out with that. But, but uh, you know, it's old and it's reliable. But so what I wanted to talk about today is, of course, the NBA season has started. I meant to do this podcast before it started, but here we are. So uh, I'm going to give you my predictions. It's something I did on the original podcast was give my season standings predictions. I honestly haven't listened back to it to see if I was – right or wrong um not a the biggest fan listen listening to myself talk um the more i do it the more i dislike my voice but um yeah so let's let's run through the nba season and, and yes we're a couple of games in but not i mean come on we don't know we don't know who's good yet we're not going to know for another couple of weeks and uh these are just my predictions so we'll start in the western conference and the, you know, we're going to run through all 15 teams from each conference, by the way, not, not just the playoffs. I'm going to, I'm going to take a swipe at getting every team ranked correctly. So the Western conference, you know what, let's start from the bottom up. Let's start from the bottom up. I like that. The, the worst team in the Western conference, that way we can spend less time on these and more time on teams at the top. The Sacramento Kings are my prediction to be one of the worst teams in the NBA, uh, the worst team in the West. At 15, at 14, we've got the Phoenix Suns. DeAndre Ayton, man, he does look good, though. He does look good. They, I mean, they've got a nice – they've got a little bit of a future ahead of them. They're just, you know, they're, they're out there at the wrong time out at the West. It's, I mean, if they were in the East, my gosh, you could almost make a, make a case they could contend for a playoff spot. Same with the Dallas Mavericks, who they have at 13. Uh, you know, they, they got some youth. They've they've tried to build around an aging Dirk Nowitzki, who this might be his last year. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, you guys know I'm a Hawks fan. I did work for the Grizzlies, so I love them too. That, that They're my Western team, but I really wanted the Hawks to draft that Luka Doncic kid from that, that is, uh, that's going to be tearing it up for Dallas here for the next decade. I mean... He looks really good. He looks really good. I expect him to be in the Rookie of the Year race. Um, at twelve, we got the L.A. Clippers. Um, I, I I do like some of the players they have on their team. I think it's just a question of it's not that they're a bad team. There's very few bad teams in the West in particular, but um, I just don't think they're as good as the teams above them. And that leads to the number eleven team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Which look. That team could probably more than any other team in the West. That team could go could just be really good. At this point, when I record this podcast, Jimmy Butler is still playing for them. Uh, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is outrageously talented. I, I honestly don't know what to think of Andrew Wiggins. I know that a lot of people don't like him, but 
and when I say they don't like him, I mean they don't they don't think he plays defense. He doesn't he he does not move around a lot on offense. But look at like John Wall on the Wizards. That's a guy who's ranked like at the bottom of movement in the NBA, like movement without the ball. They actually keep track of stats like that now, how much you move. And John Wall's still a superstar. So you, you can't tell me that Wiggins is just an absolute trash heap. But, uh, you know, so so that that's a team to follow. Uh, they could they could plummet down, you know, down into the basement or if – Butler gets traded or something crazy happens. I mean, you know, it, it it's definitely morale is a factor in the NBA. It really is. So they could they could be right up there with a puncher's chance at the eight seed. I think all these teams from Minnesota at eleven up to the seven or six seed even they 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 all have a chance. Um, so at number ten, I've got the Grizzlies. Uh, it pains me to say it. I, I just. Okay, look, I'm going to tell you right now, a healthy Grizzlies team that is healthy all year long, reasonably healthy, like you're going to have, you know, you're going to have your twisted ankles, you're going to have your sore shoulder, you're going to have all that stuff. But a reasonably healthy season of Mike Conley, a reasonably healthy season of Mark Gasol, Chandler Parsons, all he's got to do is stand there and hit a couple of knockdown threes here and there. Um, they're already, as I record this, they're all, they've already got Jermichael Green, the starting power forwards out with a... I just super depressing busted jaw. He has a broken jaw. That's not something I don't even want to think about injuries like that. Um, especially for Jermichael, who's a, who's a good guy. Um, they are going to be able to start the Jaron Jackson young man though. And he, boy, he looked amazing last night. I watched them play the Hawks last night, which I might've been the only person that was excited to watch those two teams play, but I was, I was blown away by Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, when I went to the Pacers-Grizzlies game that opened the, the Pacers and Grizzlies season the other night in Indianapolis, I talked to a couple of guys that I knew back at the Grizzlies, and they're, they're saying, you know, this guy's got all-star potential, like true, like multi-year all-star potential. And I got to tell you, watching what I've seen the last game, and I mean, it, it looks... He looks like the real deal to me. He does. Um, and he's going to get even more an opportunity now with Jamichael out for a while. It could be, you know, even a couple of months with a broken jaw. So um, rooting for Jaron Jackson, rooting for the Grizzlies. But right now, as it is, you know, like I said, that with reasonable health, they're a low-end playoff team for sure. But I just don't – I can't in, – in all the years I was there, we never really were reasonably healthy. <laughs> so, I I don't I don't know, and I I I I'm rooting for him though. I'm rooting for him. Uh, number nine, ending their streak of playoff appearances, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I do like Demar Derozan, especially as a human being. I think he's awesome. Uh, really great guy from everything I've heard. Not that I like know a lot of people outside of Grizz, the Grizzlies organization, but. Uh, everybody seems to universally agree on what a great dude he is. I think he's a great player. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, great player. You know, they shed some of the older guys that, um, in my mind, I think were kind of hold back the development of some of the younger guys. But they've had some injuries already. I think that's that's pretty much doomed them. Uh, injuries at point guard. I mean, you talk about one position that'll just doom your season. Having injuries at that's it's point guard. 
So they're they're number nine. So now we're in the playoffs. Number eight, the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum for now. Those two guys together got just waxed in the playoffs last year by the New Orleans Pel- New Orleans Pelicans. Um, can they put together a real season here? Can they be you know special again? They were the th- we're talking about a team that was a three seed last year. I mean, that's a good team, and they have a lot of talent. So. I just, again, this is a question of I think other teams in the in the Western Conference are better. At number seven, the team everybody wants to talk about, the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, before you get all upset and say, well, Ian, it's LeBron, you know. Okay, you're, you guys are lucky, you LeBron lovers are lucky that I'm just, that, that I'm putting them even in the playoffs. Because I got to tell you, again, if you have a reasonably healthy Grizzlies team, you know, before San Antonio had injuries, before Jimmy Butler did whatever he's doing, I, I got to tell you, I was on the bandwagon of having the Lakers out of the playoffs altogether. Um, and, and and I'm going to spend a moment on this. I have been befuddled, befuddled by people telling me, well, how can you have LeBron out of the playoffs? It's LeBron. It's LeBron James. He's, Look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. LeBron James is probably the second best NBA player in history. I mean, and that is no insult, people. Not being Michael Jordan does not mean that you're any less amazing. He's just, he, and he probably is the greatest physical specimen to ever walk, set foot in the NBA. I'll, I'll grant you all that. But the suggestion that he's just going to make the playoffs... In the Western Conference, have you? I mean, look at these teams. Look, he—they just lost to Portland the other night. I know I'm supposed to be doing a preseason prediction here, but they just lost to Portland the other night. I mean, they were—they were playing really well for a while, and then guess what? Their youth, their lack of shooting, that caught up with them. And God forbid LeBron realizes that he's 33 and goes down with an injury at some point. I mean that team. That's a that's a trash team without him, and you guys know it. They're still they're still too young. They're still too. Uh, they don't have any shooting besides my boy Contavious Caldwell Pope from uh, from Georgia. So holding it down for the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, I just I'm not buying it as like a surefire. This is going to be a success story this year. Now look, when they get whoever, if they get somebody, an, another star to come in next year. Sounds like they're kind of having problems finding somebody who wants to play with LeBron, which, you know, that's a shocker. But um, who wants to be a second or third banana to him? Um, look, I don't understand this argument. I saw Kenny Smith, and you guys, if you listen to the podcast, if you listen to me talk, you know I don't like Kenny the Jet Smith very much because all of his arguments, he thinks he's the most brilliant human human being ever when he makes his arguments. He was talking about the other night, if you take all these teams, the Portlands, the San Antonios, obviously the Memphises, even Oklahoma Cities and Denvers and all that, if you take away their best player, like if you say LeBron is better than their best player, which he is better than just about all those teams' best players, and then he was saying the supporting cast for the Lakers matches up with the Denver Nuggets supporting cast, with the Oklahoma City supporting cast, 
with the New Orleans Pelican supporting cast? No, it doesn't. First of all, no, it doesn't. But second of all, they that the supporting cast in the with the Lakers is not much different than the Cleveland supporting cast last year. I'm not sure there's even another all-star on that roster. Maybe if Brandon Ingram takes a leap. I'm not sure there's another current all-star on that roster like Kevin Love. Uh, and again, this is like there's no shooting on this team, which I can't get over. But so let's let's say that the Lakers this year and the Cavaliers last year are relatively even. Let's just let's let's agree on that for a second. Just for the sake of argument. The Cavaliers last year won 50 games. Okay? I want I think what was it? I don't know. I could look it up if I wanted to. If I wanted to, you know, actually pay attention to rule or to uh statistics for a second while I'm making my stupid here, let's look it up. NBA standings, 2017-2018. Oh, that was quicker than I thought. Yeah, they won 50 games. All right, so look at you. Look at your old boy Ian. He's pretty accurate. They won 50 games. The eighth, the eighth seed Minnesota Timberwolves last year for the for the Western Conference playoffs had won 47 games. So you're talking about a four-game margin of error. To so again, let's say the Cavaliers and the Lakers are the same. Cavaliers that last year and the Lakers this year. If LeBron wins 48, 49 games, is that enough to even get in the playoffs in the West? Are you? I mean, are you sure? And you want to tell me that? Oh, he's on him on he's on the team. And he's better than all these other players. So, okay, well, but is he that much better? That uh, first of all, Denver's team is way better than. Uh, we'll we'll get to them. We'll get to them, and and New Orleans. But I, I'm just saying, if the Cavaliers last year with LeBron, they get to the finals and all that. I understand. They, get, they won 50 games in the regular season. They were a four seed in the East. They would have been a seven or whatever seed in the West. And I'm just saying there's not a lot of margin for error there. Again, if LeBron gets hurt for any reason, if they don't figure out who's going to you know shoot the ball occasionally, I'm just saying I don't understand the absolute avid certainty that he is going to make the playoffs. So... I don't think just being somebody grants you that you're going to make the playoffs. All right, I don't know what, 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 what do I know? Watch him, watch him, you know, finish second or something in the West now. Now that I said all this. Um, all right, so the Lakers at number seven. We got to move along. Sorry about that. Uh, number six, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I, I, yeah, you know, Westbrook's injured right now. I don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, hopefully. You know he's able to come back and be his be his normal wrecking ball self. Not one of my favorite players in the NBA, but I do respect what he does. Paul George is great. Uh, I do think that team, addition by subtraction, played a huge role. I think Dennis Schroeder is going to have a role for that team. Uh, former Hawk, I, I like him. I think he's I think he's a competent backup point guard for them. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see how they all play together. Steven Adams, you know, as tough as they come in the middle. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this is about right for them. Number six, uh, number five, I have the nuggets. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't see the comparison between the Lakers and the nuggets being that, that strong for the Lakers. Like Gary Harris is an absolute gamer. Like, he's like one step shot. He's going to be the Mike Conley of the younger generation. This is a guy who's never going to make an all-star team, and everybody's going to talk about how he should make an all-star team. Uh, I think Jamal Murray, I mean, he's he's in that kind of conversation possibly as well, but I just I love Gary Harris's two-way game. Uh, Nikola Jokic, they've spent a ton of money on that guy. He's got to be good. They don't really have a choice, and he is. He's one of the best passing big men ever. He and Mark Gasol are easily the two best passing big men in the NBA. I mean, I, I like that team. I like that team. I like Paul Millsap, you know, another former Hawk. You know, I love my former Hawks, apparently. But uh, he brings that defensive edge that they kind of lacked last year. I, I don't know, man. I just, I like that team. I like Will Barton, you know, a Memphis guy. I like that team. So I got them at number five. And now number four, the New Orleans Pelicans. Anthony Davis thinks he's the best player in the NBA. And you know what? He's got a great argument. I love that guy's game. He he was I watched why would I a guy who roots for Memphis and Atlanta and is from the Southeast, why would I watch a New Orleans Portland series in the playoffs? I watched solely to watch this dude wreck the Trailblazers front line. He and Nikola Miritich were unbelievable together. And it was like it was like night and day him and Boogie. I mean, they were good, but what he and Miritich, how they played off each other, and Drew Holiday, super underrated as well. Uh, I, I I love that team. I, I know they have Alfred Payton running the point. I can understand that. They had Rondo running the point last year. I do think Alfred Payton, with a change of scenery, I think he can do great things. They've already annihilated the Rockets. Don't get too excited. I understand. You know the Grizzlies had annihilated the Rockets a couple of times in the past and and then fell off. But I love that team. Speaking of the Rockets, number three. I have the Rockets at number three. I understand we talk about addition by subtraction with Oklahoma City. Well, the Rockets subtracted by adding. Subtraction by addition of Carmelo Anthony. He's, I, I, I'm all out on Carmelo Anthony. I'm just out. Uh, just like every Nick fan I come across. Shout out to Treg Foltz um, at work. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, he just can't do it. He just can't do it. I don't buy it. He's already taking mid-range jumpers again. I'm out on that team. Um, I do think they'll be scary in the playoffs, I understand, but I got them coming in third right here. Uh, number two, this is my my surprise team of the year, which I don't even think as much as a surprise, the Utah Jazz. I think they are going to have a spectacular year. I've read people are doubting Donovan Mitchell. They're saying he's going to get, you know, he's going to have a sophomore slump. I don't understand why. The team is better, okay? They added Grayson Allen, which, you know, whatever. He's a very Utah player. I mean, shoot, for all I know, he could be Gordon Hayward 2.0, some white dude who comes in there and just, you know, tears it up with attitude, uh, just pure 100% attitude. Um, But I I love the supporting cast, the other guys there, Joe Ingles, Ricky Rubio. Uh, You have one of the great NBA big men in Rudy Gobert. Uh, Derek Favors, even though he's a Georgia Tech guy, I like him. I think he he does a nice solid. He has a nice little solid all around game. He doesn't he doesn't have any weak spots in his game. Uh, you know they got all that that just whole B 
bench long of you know effort guys you know O'Neal and all those guys I just like them uh you know Alec Burks I just I just like they just have so many players to throw on the court at any one time and I know they got run by Houston in the playoffs last year this isn't about comparing Utah and Houston head to head I just think Utah will win more games and finish in the second spot and of course the number one team the Golden State Warriors what more needs to be said you know Curry Durant I I don't think I don't think Boogie is going to make a huge difference. I don't think DeMarcus Cousins will make a huge difference. I think he will make a little difference. Um, I think that they will continue to be what they've been for all these years. One interesting thing to look for, I am on the Draymond Green is going to start slowing down a little bit before too long. Um, The way he plays, there's just no way he he can't. He, He can't keep that up. Um. But we'll see. I don't know. It might not be this year. You know, I just, it, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on, okay? Uh, he's not as young as you think. So now let's move over to the Eastern Conference because I've been talking for 29 minutes and I haven't even gotten to the Eastern Conference. We're going to rip right through this as fast as I can so I can get this thing knocked out. Number 15, again, with a heavy heart, I say the Atlanta Hawks, but, you know, building for the future. I'm already watching some of these Duke Blue Devil kids that I'm hoping the Hawks can get their hands on. Trey Young does look good. I, I was very relieved uh, to watch him play so well the other night against the, the Grizzlies. He's got, you got to live with the sh- bad shooting. Let him shoot. He's not taking terrible shots, but even if he does, let him shoot. Uh, the Orlando Magic at number 14, they just have too many big guys. they got to make a trade at some point. Vucevic has to go some something. Uh, they're starting with Mo Bamba slow. I like that idea. I like Jonathan Isaac. Um, they need a real point guard. Uh, DJ Augustine, good for you know a fill-in, but he, they need a, a true starter. They'll be looking for one in the draft. The Chicago Bulls at number thirteen. You know these teams in the East, basically anywhere from thirteen to eight. Any of these teams, <coughs> excuse me, could probably make the uh, probably make the playoffs. Uh, I just think the Bulls. Lori Markkinen's hurt already and you know I don't know I just I Zach Levine got paid I'm not sure how into it he's going to be Chris Dunn kind of was awesome for a minute and then he's kind of taking a little step back we'll see what happens um I think I think like I say they're number 13 the Brooklyn Nets are number 12 the New York Knicks are number 11 number 10 I got the Cavaliers this year's version and number nine the Charlotte Hornets I'll just lump all these teams in this is just the East mishmash of teams. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think the Cavaliers will bottom out and be one of the worst teams, but they'll, they're going to miss the playoffs, I think, pretty comfortably um, because Charlotte is a much better team and they're going to miss the playoffs. Um, I say much better, and I just said they're all, like, even, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I told you guys I don't know what I'm talking about. You heard my you heard my old, my old man say that in the open to this. So, um, yeah. So, uh, the Knicks, you know, they're, uh, by the way, love Coach Fizdale down there, uh, up there. I guess he's probably even with me on the same uh, latitude and longitude over here. No, not not both of those. Which one is it that runs north and south? Longitude runs north and south. So, latitude. He's on the same latitude as me? I'm going to say yeah. Anyway. Wow. Um, and then Brooklyn is still Brooklyn. So I do like Jared Allen though, nice big man. 
Um, hopefully they can get some more talent around him. I, I'm God, I want D'Angelo Russell to be good. I don't know why, but I really do. I just want him to be successful. Um, so, all right, the playoff playoffs on the east side. The Miami Heat, I've got them at number eight. I just think Spolstra, you want to talk about people you can't keep out of the playoffs. Uh, Eric Spolstra, you give him any kind of talent. Same with Rick Carlisle in the West, but they just aren't there right now. Um, they're, they're going to be. But uh, Spolstra, he's an amazing coach. Um, I love his story coming from the video. You know, obviously for me, that's cool coming from the video world and getting into the coaching world. You got to love that. Um, and I, I think he just has enough pieces to get it done. Now, if they get Jimmy Butler, maybe they even move up in these rankings. I don't know. I honestly think at this point, Pat Riley is so annoyed by the Minnesota Timberwolves staff, by Layden and and uh, Thibodeau and Glenn Taylor, that he that deal probably is just never going to get done now. Um, but I, I think – I don't know if it should. I think Josh Richardson is a really good player. I, and I like the – um, I like them as a low-end playoff team. Same for the Detroit Pistons. I want to root for those guys. Andre Drummond is low-key one of my favorite NBA players, so, like basically only because he's had braces like the entire time he's been in the league. I think that's amazing. Um, I'm rooting for Blake Griffin. You know, I, I just I just don't think they have enough top-end talent in the backcourt. Some of those guys, Kennard and Bullock, and some of those guys might pop. Stanley Johnson, it'd be about time for him, you know, to, to wake up and and uh, show show what he can do. I just don't love Reggie Jackson um, as a point guard, but seven seems about right for them. Then at number six, you got Washington. I mean, Dwight Howard's already sitting out games with a literally the story says a sore buttocks. So, yeah, too many jokes. Um, here's where I'm going to get a little controversial. Number five, the 76ers of Philadelphia. Uh, trusting the process. Um, I th- I think when you talk about regression, I think unless Ben Simmons has seriously – I watched all the videos you guys did. I watched the videos of him shooting turnaround jumpers against air, you know, and them swishing them through – Look, I am an amazing shooter when I'm in a gym by myself. I am. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a, I'm a really good shooter. When I can focus, take my time, and get into a shot, I can knock down a couple of shots, mostly from the mid-range. I'm not strong enough to do my threes like I used to, but uh, I've been trying to get back in the gym, by the way, but that's another topic for another time. If Ben Simmons can really do that, if Markel Fultz can really do that, if 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 it's not all a mirage, okay, sure. You know, they're in the conversation for the top teams in the East. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure that that is really real at this point. Um, and I, I think other teams improved and the Sixers kind of stood pat, counting on Markel Fultz to come in and, and kind of save the day and be amazing, so... I don't know. Ben, by the way, Ben Simmons is, a, is an incredible player. Uh, I mean, he's a couple of years and a jump shot away from being one of the best in the league. Joel Embiid, incredible player. I just think there's enough talent at the top end of the East. Again, it's kind of like Utah. I'm not trying to poo on Houston and whatever. I am trying to poo on the Lakers, but I'm not trying to poo on teams by moving them down. I just think in the regular season, certain teams succeed even if they're not 
as good head-to-head. And I think the Sixers might beat some of these teams I'm going to mention in a second head-to-head, but I don't know. You know, in the regular season, I think they'll drop some games. You know, Embiid might get injured again. You know, you never know what's going to happen. I hope not, but you never know. Number four, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I just watched them the other night. Boy, did they look good. They're deep. You know, Tyreek Evans is leading the bench unit. Love that guy. Um, Wish the Grizzlies had been able to keep him after they gambled on him but then didn't have money to sign him, which was interesting. But, um, you know, Victor Oladipo, it continues to be a fabulous lead dog on that team. But I kind of like that they don't have, like, a flat-out – like, Oladipo is the all-star, but – they also have Miles Turner, Demonis Sabonis. They got all these guys, you know. I, I just, I don't know. It's I, I like their team. They're just they're a team, you know. I like that aspect of it. Similar to that, although the All Stars on a whole different level. Number three, the Milwaukee Bucks. I love Giannis. I Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's ready to ascend to that MVP discussion for real. Um, his stat lines early in the season this year have been ridiculous. Something 25 points, 18 boards, nine assists or something like that the other night. Um, I love coach bud for them. I thought that was a brilliant hire. You know, I, I, I love that team. I don't know how else to say it. I think the bucks are right there. I, I really desperately want to get over to Milwaukee to catch a game of theirs. Um, especially in the new, in the new building they got, they just it just feels like the energy is right. They got Coach Bud, who was so good with some mishmash Atlanta teams. Now he has a true superstar. I, I see that I see that adding up to a number three seed. Uh, number two and number one are the two teams that played last night, and I watched the game, and I still got them. Uh, the Raptors won convincingly, not not a blowout or anything, but. When the game was on the line, the Raptors really took it to them. I do have the Raptors number two, though, in the final standings. I know they finished first last year. Um, Kawhi Leonard, an upgrade over DeMar DeRozan, particularly defensively. DeRozan was daggum near unplayable in the playoffs against uh, the Cavaliers last year, which was just baffling to me. I, I didn't understand that. I think, honestly, that's possibly what cost Dwayne Casey his job, but... At the same time, if DeRozan can't do certain things, you know, you don't have to worry about that with Leonard. Unless, of course, he doesn't like you and he hurts himself and you don't listen to how he feels about it. Then he can, you know, yeah. But but everything seems to be good. Everything seems to be kosher with Nick Nurse. Uh, They have just, again, another super deep bench filled with guys similar to Utah, filled with guys that I just love, just effort guys. Um, versatile guys, Pascal Siakam, DeLon Wright, all those guys. Um, and I, all that, I have them at number two because the Celtics, and I, I don't really like the Celtics. I, I still harbor some grudge from, you know, they, they just always seem to beat Atlanta at things, and it's just driving me nuts. You know, you know what I'm talking about. That happened since I did a, did a podcast last as well. I gotta collect myself, um, but I do think the Celtics—they're super deep. Um, Jalen Brown is ridiculous. Jason Tatum just continues. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop with Jason Tatum because, like, he can't keep doing what he's doing, but he he does. He's so smooth and effortless. Rozier is good. Um, Kyrie, if Kyrie stays healthy, if Gordon stays healthy, 
you know, these are those are two all stars. Horford's an all star. You know, you guys. I mean, if you're a Hawks fan, you lo- you gotta love Al Horford. Um, stinks that he left, but you know, I'm glad they didn't pay just to just to have him around. Now, now that I look at how they're gonna try to build that team, but for the Celtics, he's he's been fabulous as a back end defensive general. Um, I just like the Celtics to be the number one seed. Um, very possibly, by the way the number one overall seed when it comes to the playoffs. I think they might have the best record in the NBA. Um, I just, Golden State really struggled with Utah the other night. I think uh, they'll take some games off. You know, they, they, they just, fatigue has got to set in at some point. They'll still win 60-something games, but I think um, Boston might might have the ability to run through and, and beat more teams over the course of the year just being in the East. So those are my predictions. Um you know, I'm not going to bother with playoff predictions, but ultimately, you, I mean, why why waste time with the playoff predictions? I think Golden State wins the the title. Uh, I think they play the Celtics in the in the finals. I know that's not a super trendy pick, um, but well, I guess it is a trendy pick. I guess everybody it's a cliche pick because it's the two teams I think are the top teams. I think the Raptors are right there, um, but. Uh, I do think Golden State beats the Celtics in five in the NBA Finals in 2019. So those are my that's my NBA preview. Um, we won't always talk sports, but you know we'll talk about whatever I want to talk about on this. Again, I'm going to try to do this on a weekly basis. I hope I can keep myself to that. Uh, I hope you guys find this at least mildly entertaining hearing me ramble about different topics and different subjects. If you don't like it one week, you know, maybe you like the next episode. I don't know. We'll have guests come in. Um, you know, I've got a couple of people coming over the next several weeks, um, including my family. Might have my sister on one. Might have a couple of friends from uh, Memphis, friends from back home in Georgia. You never know. You never know who might show up. So tune in for future podcasts. And if not, and I'm just talking to myself. So be it. All right, guys, take it easy, and I'll catch you next week. Bye.